0: Be grateful. Think about something that God has done for you. If you can't think about anything, just remember that you are alive. Remember that you are a child of God. You remember that you are in church this morning and just say, Lord, I thank you. You want to think about the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. I want to sing to God this morning, great is your faithfulness. This morning, we want to t- sing a few hymns unto him as we prepare ourselves As we enter into the gates and as we prepare for what God wants us to do, great is thy faithfulness. for sin and peace that endureth. glory great things he has done Grateful to God. We want to thank you for the great salvation that you brought for us on Calvary's cross. The next thing without the drums. Now, thank we all our God with hands and hearts and voices. Take a last in O oh God our help. Amazing, but you know, we are a charismatic church. And uh, we, the charismatics, uh, we seem to be losing out on uh, some aspect of our Christian heritage. Most of the hymns that we sing that are documented were songs that were written in times of great revivals. Uh, But because we don't use them often in charismatic circles, sometimes we lose the value and the weight of them. Most of it is all scripture. So, I want to encourage you, hymns are not for the old people. It's not for old school. you notice for example that at Greater Works, um, we are introducing more and more hymns. It's important to meditate on biblically based hymns from time to time. Uh, I recall there was a time that in this church we started singing some hymns every Sunday. I think we have to go back we'll have to go back to that because we are losing a certain aspect of our heritage. Well I want to welcome can I change, can I change my mic please? I want to welcome all of us to church this morning. This is the chapel of ICGC Calvary Temple. And um, our mission here is to become world changers, nation builders and inventors through training that we receive from the Bible. Our mission is to groom proactive, spirit-filled, disciplined, leadership-minded youth who are ready to take up responsibility and dare to make changes in their generation—a youth that is current and uh, relevant. If today is your first, we consider you to be our special guest. We appreciate your coming. Um, today is a special service, and we have um, some special guests in our midst. We have. Uh, the family of the uh, Asida Edu, as well as uh, some of her staff and students from the Leon International School. We wanted you to know that you are most welcome. Thank you for sharing fellowship with us this morning. But if there's anybody else here, and today happens to be your first time of sharing fellowship with us, would want to see you and uh, recognize you. So if you don't mind, why not just give me a wave if this is your first time of sharing fellowship with us. Is anybody here for the first time? Sharing fellowship? Oh, God bless you. Thank you for coming. It's okay. Forget it. Thank you for sharing fellowship with us. Um, when church is over, today is a celib- time of Thanksgiving and celebration and having a lot of fun. Okay, so when church is over, just remember you are seated. Some of your friends will come and have a chat with you. And feel free to ask them any questions discuss any things that you wish to discuss. If you have any suggestions for us, we will be glad to take them. Okay. Thank you very much. Our regular meetings are as follows. On Saturdays, we meet from 3 to 5.30pm. Uh, all departments meet. And then um, at 5.30 to 6, all departments meet for a prayer time. And then from 6 to 7, the facilitators meet for a meeting as well as a prayer time on Mondays from 5.30 to 7. We have a Bible study here. It's also streamed online for those who are not able to uh, be here. Um, so the Zoom, the Zoom link is always shared uh, before the, the meeting starts. Okay. On Saturdays, we have evangelism from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. So we encourage you to partake of these activities. Upcoming events, our Youth Week would be in the um, two portions this week. We have two weekends of uh, youth activities. We have a special boys, boys and girls, girls section with with um, some games and we are hoping that we we'll get some food. We'll see. <laughs> we On Sunday, we have a, a special program with um, and then we'll have um, some special type of discussions and decision-making. And then we'll also be having Bible uh, debates. And the following week, we'll have an all-night with Jesus. It's going to be a special time of, it's not the regular type of all-night that you know, but it's going to be a special all-night with Jesus. And then on the Saturday, we'll have a special church workers' meeting. And then on the Sunday, we'll have a teens day that is your day. You take over every activity in the church and you do what you want to do, to honor God and to give him glory. On the 10th of September, after the first service, we'll have a special pre-youth camp um, interview and journalism workshop. We have some professionals from the adult church who come and teach us how to unlock the art of uh, compelling storytelling in church journalism and also how to master the effective how to master the art of effective interviewing of teens and guest speakers as well. So we encourage you to volunteer. Those of you who have an interest in those areas or you want to learn, please be part of this. Come and learn and improve your skills. Youth Camp. So as you are aware, our youth camp is coming off on the 28th of September to the 1st of um, October. Moses, please go on. The camp fee is uh, 500 CDs. You need to register before you do anything else. We want everybody to attend without exception unless you have very, very good reasons. In fact, if you don't go and you have never gone before, you'll regret it. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about it because it's like coming to tell the story of the encounter that Saul had on the Damascus road. When Saul is telling his story, today Paul, when he's telling his story, can you imagine him wondering, so Paul, what happened to you? I wish I were there. I wish you are also experienced. I can tell you my story, but I cannot give you my experience. You have to experience it for yourself. And that's why we are encouraging everybody not to miss it. Um, invite your friends, especially your difficult friends that you've been talking to about Christ and they've been want to help people who cannot pay the full fee. If you generally know that you cannot pay the full fee, talk to your facilitator. Collect an exemption form. Make sure that your parents sign off on the exemption form. Your facilitator will then endorse the exemption form and give it to uh, our finance team to approve it and then um, whatever you are able to pay, you pay and they will make sure that also attend camp. But I beg you, don't miss camp for anything. You hear me so? I think chapel. that's just a teaser for the camp, but the most important thing is that make sure that you don't miss out. Okay, I mean, camp is nothing like it cannot be described, you just have to experience. Okay, it's not not a church service, it's not a conference, it's not a a time of motivational speaking, it's a time of God himself choosing to come down to meet with you at the point of your need, to explain to you to show you i mean i can preach others can exhort your teachers can have a discussion with you but they cannot show you who god is but this are special season when god himself comes down meets us at our point of need and understanding and shows us who he is what life is and helps you to make that basic decision that will transform the rest of of your life. Time to give um, unto the Lord. Um, (laughs) One of the best ways to show gratitude to God for all that is done for us is to give um, a special um, thanks offering, as you may call it, to him. So, we would invite the, is a choir singing or somebody singing? Well, there'll be some music ministration while we take um, our offering. shall we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what we have brought before you. Please accept it and help us use it to honor you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. We bring sacrifice Please take your seats. Please take your seats. I I want to welcome. We have a serious problem with our PA system, so anyone who comes up to do anything, please just ignore the distractions and uh, just keep your focus and do what you need to do. Once again, I want to welcome all of us to um, this special Thanksgiving service. It's um it's a, a special. It's special in the sense that we have um, a twofold thanksgiving Sunday like was mentioned in the announcements earlier on the youth will be going for camp at the end of um, September and uh, yeah. unfortunately because of the school calendar some of us may miss uh, this camp so what we have organized as a church is throughout the month of August, we've had special services, um, kind of preparedness for camp and trying to create a kind of camp atmosphere on a typical uh, Sunday morning. So, today marks the end of... The end of um, this special August program, and so I want to give thanks to God for what He has done for us through this month of um, August. Not too many, two three testimonies from uh, people who have had special encounters with God in this month of uh, August through these services, so they'll be sharing with us very soon, and then also. One of us, one of the youth, had um, a terrible struggle with um, what doctors sometimes describe as a terminal disease. Uh, it's been a tough one-year-plus of um, fighting this disease, but we thank God that she survived. So. So she, together with her family and her schoolmates, I don't see many of the schoolmates around. And the schoolmates, there are supposed to be 50 or so of them here, but I don't see them. I only see the family members. But anyway, they may still come. But um, whether they come or not, they are still in the spirit with us. We want to be grateful to God. Not many survive this kind of thing. Okay, if I want the doctors to declare you, you know that. Normally, they will tell you you have two months to live, uh, one year to leave, whatever. But we thank God that she survived. And we are here to give God thanks. So we want to celebrate with them. We want to rejoice with them. And then we'll party small after everything is over. Okay, so don't be in a rush to go home. Let your, today, we'll, let, we'll make your parents wait for us. Okay. So we'll be having a very special time of celebration, thanksgiving, and rejoicing the Lord. And I ask you to bring your special instruments to church this morning. Did you bring your instruments? Let me hear some joyful instruments in the house this morning. Some of you brought only your hearts. Clap them like you mean it unto God. Give God some praise. You can add a shout. We are teenagers, we are young. And we're going to give God glory clap your hands, shout unto the Lord, shout in the voice of triumph! because he has caused us to be victorious. Not many survivors. this. We rejoice in our sister, we rejoice in the family, and we give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, we'll call upon three people to Share their testimony with us. First of all, we'll call Aram Agamina, followed by Jesse, Missy Wo, and then Auntie Lorenda will grant it up. So, Aram, Jesse, and Lorenda. Where's Aram? I have a which mic are they using? Understand, they understand by me.
1: Wherever I <coughs> you want to. Good morning. What I'm come to say is not really a testimony, but it's a confirmation. Um, what I'm come to say is not really a testimony, but it's a confirmation. When Antina came oh. here and she was talking about those who have the call of the Lord upon their lives i didn't even really know i just got up and came to stand here but when i went to my aunt's place thursday she told me that do i really know that i have the call of the lord upon my life so this is what i have to say
2: amen yeah said i like company
0: thank you thank you for coming stand by me
2: hallelujah good morning to you all okay. You know, I, I, I sat right there and then I heard Uncle Bishu saying something happened to someone and then she survived. You know, if you have never been through that, you think it's a joke. If today I'm standing here, then I really thank God. Because it got to a point, it was oxygen chamber I used to sleep in. Without oxygen, I can't leave. I'm an asthmatic patient. I was operated on twice, people didn't count me as a human being, even my family, I was always indoors, I had no picture in our house, when you come to my house, you see pictures on the wall, you ask, is Jesse also part of this family, yes I am, but I don't have any picture, because I wasn't counted as a human being. My father, at, you know, at, at then when my father was the NDC chairman for Ghana, I really felt proud of myself. Yes, I don't smile to people, I feel we are rich. Yes, I don't lie. I see someone, I just say, Ew, don't come closer, you are disgusting. Yes. But in 2016, in 2020, when the EC declared Akufuadu as the president again, and then my, gran- my father had an heart attack. Yes. Because he was NDC. And then, you know, I think he has put all himself into it that this time NDC will come on power. And then NDC didn't come on power. He had heart attack. We had to send him to hospital. And then there in the hospital, he said he couldn't feel his lips. Side. Right. Just that the doctor told us my dad is okay, so we'll be coming home. We were all excited. But my dad didn't come home again. Yes. He didn't come home again. That is why I felt that money is nothing. Money can't do anything. Because if money can buy life, money will buy Kwabna life. Yes. If money can buy life, money will buy my father's life. But money is nothing. You know, all the time when you wake up, you have to give thanks to God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and his only son, who was born of the Virgin Mary. It's so sad. Today I'm standing lot, so people feel just it's okay. But when I go home and I enter my room, you are not there with me. Do you know what I go through? No. You don't. It's so, I'm so really excited. I'm happy that today I'm also part of humans. If they are counting human beings, they can't chase you. Yes. I'm so proud of myself. And thank you so much to Anastasia Adams, wherever she is. Anastasia made me who I am today. Yes. I love her so much. God is so good. God is so good. If you don't know God, you feel God is not good. You feel God is some way. It got to a point i had i had this friend that i really call him the best friend he's a muslim and then his mom asked me jesse what do you want to become in future and i said i wanted to say in my mind i was coming to say i want to become an actor but at once what came out from my mouth is i want to become a great nation prophet that's what came out from my mouth and then the woman smiled i thought she was something maybe she was excited I left the woman warned her children that they should never come closer to me. Yes. Just because I said I want to become a great nation prophet. So now when they see me, they pass by. I also don't care. Because I know I have God. I have Jesus. Yes. I have Jesus. You know, don't feel you have money. So you are very big. No. We had money then, but when my father passed away, I didn't, I never knew my father's family members, but when the day the man fell, that was the day I knew, hey, I didn't even know who told them my father died. They all came out, and the house we were in is for my mom, not for my dad. My dad was just an ordinary teacher. We don't say it's outside, but today I'm saying it. It was just an ordinary teacher. student. my mom had, the house we were in, the cars, everything we used was for my mom. It was for my mom. By the day this man died, all the family members came, and then they said we should leave there. They took everything from us, including our clothes. Yes, my mother didn't know what to say. She was crying. My father's funeral, we saw, I saw Jane Opoku Najima, I saw Lawyer Beshi, I saw Ashidun Ketia, I saw Tony, owner of St. Mary's, I saw Matuluta, I saw, I saw a lot of people. They were there, they were like, You guys don't cry, God will do it, we'll help you. But today we're we a day. It is only my mom. Yes, I'm not the only child. I think we are more than ten, yeah. And my mom is taking care of all of us. You have to know that money is nothing. When you wake up every morning, you have to give thanks to God the Father Almighty, because God knows the best. <laughs>
1: morning everyone um, so <laughs> i just wanted to um, share an experience i had the, the four explosive sundays it started with Uncle Bijou, and before that um i come from a catholic background and everything is a bit i'm sure you know us it's a bit passive it's slow we are more of the hymns type this morning but I always admired when I watch programs and people are always on fire for the Lord. I wanted to have that experience. So the experience was that the relationship was that I wanted that fire that when you look at people, you know that they are not faking it. It is genuine. They want to serve the Lord. They are on fire for the Lord. So I always had a conversation with my husband and uncle, Bijuda, but it also started with developing a relationship with God first, because if you don't, if you at any point in time you have that encounter, you will not know. So once I started a steady and consistent relationship with God, the first explosive Sunday when Uncle Bijou was praying for the teens, he even confirmed that he wasn't even supposed to pray for facilitators. So I was in the, I was at the back there and I had an encounter with the Lord and the Lord, Uncle Biju was urging people to come forward, but I was a bit shy. So I said I wouldn't come. But if the Lord really wants me to come forward, then Uncle Bijou lay a hand on me. He was here. I was at the back there. Then all of a sudden, Uncle Bijou said, all facilitators come forward. So I realized that then that was it. So before he even came close to me, I just felt that the Lord was in the place. And before he could even lay a hand on me or even lead, I had, I fell down. That is what others will say. But... I believe that that was when I had a deeper encounter with God, and I believe that day in day out I now hear Him clearly than before. So I urge everyone to just develop the relationship with God, and when there's an encounter, you feel it. Nobody will tell you. Thank you.
0: God bless you. We we thank God for all these testimonies, and uh, I can assure you that yours will be next. you you may not understand how I don't know how it will come I don't know because God knows you best and he knows how to meet you so that you understand him I remember um, my journey with uh, Auntie Lorenda started way way back when Uncle Solo first introduced her to me sorry I don't have a permission to share this but it's a life a testimony and then when I got to know that she was a Catholic, from a Catholic background, honestly, I was a little concerned. So she became a special project. And we used to talk. She became a close friend. Uncle Solo, myself. They got married. We were all there at the Catholic church and all that. And then during one, this is a little personal, but it's fine. And time we were having a, a particular discussion. I'm sharing this for your sake because some of you are going to go to camp. Some of you are going to struggle with this kind of things. I shared with her, we are having a chat and then she started sharing with me about her, her feeling insecure and inferior spiritually because when she compares herself with the husband, it's like the husband is way there and she is here so i asked whether she speaks in tongues say yes but when she sees her husband speaking in tongues it's like she does she's joking and it, it, it was i don't even know what uncle so did she share with you uh, she's never even shared with her husband you know these are things that some of us struggle with those of you who were at the retreat yesterday you saw me i picked up some three uh, three young girls who were very shy and their mother was being overprotective of them instead of releasing them to encounter god one small thing that she will I said leave them alone so I took them away from the mother and they become my special project for camp anyway so we used to have these encounters we were praying and then um, I kept encouraging her and then one time in our discussion she mentioned to me like some of you do that Uncle Bijou, I've never fallen under the anointing before I said, oh, don't worry falling under the anointing is not the thing it's just part of the process. Some people never fall under the anointing. But they still encounter God. It's about the word of God. It's about the spirit of God. It's about your progressive growth in God. And like she shared with us this morning, you could clearly see that she has gone through a process. And as teenagers, all of us need to go through a process. Even we the adults who have been teaching for all these years, we need to go through a process. Otherwise, we'll stagnate or we'll backslide and we we'll think that we are still standing so i don't know that sunday when we, we prayed i mean for me i mean i just felt led to pray for the first so after after the prayer i was chatting with uncle so we were seated here on the stage we were chatting and i said ah i just realized that lorinda fell when i laid hands on her and she said that she's now falling under down so i quickly screamed and called her and then we had a chat and the testimony is um the end of the story but i can tell you that this is the beginning how god moves with us it encourages us to launch out into the deep there are deeper things of god there is a higher calling there's a higher service that god is calling us to it's not about experiencing a miracle your father may die your mother may die if fact, just yesterday night a facilitator told me about uh, one of us who i don't i don't know whether she's in church we asked her to come to church who had just lost her mother. She wasn't sick. She just complained of headache, and the next day she was gone. You anything can happen. Our own sister Odura, I mean, look at the way she died. And many of us are still not come to tell the fact that she's gone. But yes, she's died. She's gone. And then yesterday yesterday, honestly, I had a scare. I had another scare. Uh, I'll not share these details yet. But I had a scare. Uncle Ivan called me around 10. Is it 10.30 or 9.30? Called me. One of us hadn't yet arrived home. I said, hey. And a lady, where could she be? One day maybe she'll come and tell her testimony. But these things happen. And as we follow God and as we seek to obey him, his name is always glorified. Would I invite the Idu family to come and share with us? What's Asida? I haven't seen Asida. Asida has been wearing mask for a long time. She's been shy. Today there she will talk. Asida, you will talk, won't you? She can't even respond. So invite the family. I don't know who will start and how you continue. But if they don't say something, I will add on. Because I have been with them along this journey. And it's been a tough journey, I can tell you it has been a very, very tough journey, but God has been faithful and we are so grateful to him. So we invite the Edu family to come and share with us their story.
3: are all doing well. We thank God for today. It's been a year or more. I would I would want to share but the most important one is because she has her own experience and she's just like you. So I would give her the mic to share her experience when she's done. I will tell you what I also went through. Okay.
4: Good morning, everyone. First and foremost, I would like to thank the authorities of the youth church for giving me the opportunity to share every bit of what God has done for me. And there was this scripture when we're graduating from um, children's department, Psalm 103 verse one to four. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who heals all your diseases? Who forgives all your iniquities? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? I stand before you today to share an incredible and remarkable story of God's power, miracle, and grace in my life. There was a time not too long ago where I was struck by a sickness that seemed to cast a shadow over every aspect of my life. Be it schooling, attending church, or even my movement. It was a challenging fear and fear-filled journey filled with uncertainty. During those difficult days, my family and I turned to God in fervent prayer Seeking his guidance and healing touch, I leaned on the strength of my faith and support of this wonderful church. Especially Uncle Bijou, he did not spend a day without checking up on me through my parents. I am filled with gratitude for the tremendous support I received from my extended and nuclear family. The church, you all stood by me. And unwavering solidarity, lifting me up in prayer and becoming a beacon of hope. They were my pillars of strength, offering unwavering love. Their presence was a reminder of the power of love in times of adversity. This was my daily affirmation prayer. I trust in your power and grace to sustain and restore me loving Father. Touch me now with your healing hands. But I believe that your will is for me to be well in mind, body, soul, and spirit. Through the grace of God and through prayer, I experienced a miraculous transformation. His, body, his healing hand not only mended my body but also renewed my spirit. I can't help but marvel at his boundless love and the way he brought me back to health. Today, I stand here before you A living testament to God's healing mercy. It's a testimony to his unending love and his ability to bring back light even in the darkest corners of our lives. As I look back to my journey, I'm reminded that our faith can move mountains and that our God is a God of miracles. I want to thank every one of you for your prayers, your support and your unwavering faith. Let my story serve as a reminder that in the midst of life's trials, we are never alone. Our Heavenly Father walks with us, he carries us when needed, and guides us towards a path of healing and restoration. May we always hold fast to our faith, knowing that God's love and healing power is ever present. And to my church family, my parents, my extended family, my siblings, Your love and support has helped me through this moment. I am eternally thankful. Thank you for all being here with me and for everything you have done for me. Thank you.
3: To be able to go through this without crying because the lord has been our shield there's a song i always hear that says if i knew that this is what god will do for me today i wouldn't have said the things i said i wouldn't have even cried or even shared a wave of unbelief but this is the doing of the lord today he has done it and it's marvelous site. I would like to share this scripture with you from Jeremiah chapter 30. It has been my constant scripture throughout the years experience in India. So I will share with you. It's Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17. It reads I will make you well again. I will heal your wounds through your enemies. Though your enemies say Zion is an outcast. No one cares about her. I, the Lord, have spoken. So, um, there was a time um, at the end of, um, getting to the end of 2021. That was around December. I, I can't share the full details, but I have to at a point. <laughs> so, um, said that is my daughter, and then she complained of neck pains we thought it was just a normal one. So we, I tried to always apply balm to heal it. But it was quite insistent, so we need to do something. Then eventually she said, oh, now I, it's my hands. I can't raise them. Then I was like, you, these young children, you don't want to wash the dishes. So now you are trying to tell me your hands can't touch the dishes. I'll wash the dishes myself. So I left her. Then at a point she said, Mommy, I can't raise the other one too. Then I became alarmed. So I took her to one of the hospitals. They took an x-ray. They said there's nothing wrong with her. She's fine. The next day I said, No, let me look for an orthopedic. I tried to call for an orthopedic. I was told the orthopedic will be in, I think the next week. I couldn't wait. So I called a friend who is a doctor. To request one orthopedic she said what do you want the orthopedic for i said my daughter is not well she's feeling some neck pains. too young for an orthopedic now try and see if she can lift her cup her teacup and call me back so i i brought her up we sat at the dining i put the um, teacup down and i said try to lift the cup because when she started complaining of her hands I started feeding her myself her sister was also feeding her, her sister was home so she left to school, then I continued so I told her, raise the cup she kept meditating and looking at the cup trying to touch the cup with her hands, but she couldn't touch it she couldn't raise it, then she would say, mommy I'm tired I can't take it, so I had to now call the doctor and said she couldn't even raise her cup the doctor said, this is serious, you need a neuro. So we went to Akai to see a neuro. The neuro said, get an MRI, we went to do it. Then they couldn't tell me what was wrong because the doctor was my friend and she was really sad about what was go- what she was going to tell me. So she said, okay, Jackie, the doctor thinks there's something serious, so we need to go to Kolibu. So we went to Kolebu, we went to Kolebu, my sister-in-law, she was always with us. <laughs> she has to carry us because <laughs> that was way <laughs> So She was doing that with her dad, they were always carrying her around, we go and see the doctor, they'll say go and come, go and come, you know, our healthcare system, go and come. Eventually we were told she needs a surgery. <laughs> and. The surgery, we were told she may lose her limbs, she may lose the legs, or may lose the arms. That day, I cried. I felt I was so strong. But I cried by the doctor, I was just sitting in front of the doctor, waiting, standing, and I was crying. Then he said, If I knew you were going to cry, I wouldn't have told you this. I would have told just your husband. I said, It's okay, it's well. When are we going to have the surgery? So the surgery was going, come, go and come. We realized there was no help coming from Kolibu. They couldn't help her. So thank you. So we had to look out. We tried to get some doctors outside. It was not forthcoming. Time was going. My daughter was just going down. Okay, so we had some few friends who tried to help us get some doctors in India. We were trying in Germany. It wasn't working. So eventually, we had to turn to prayer. So we wake up every night. We pray to God. We pray, we pray, we pray all the time. I wake my husband up. We pray. I knew what God was going to do. But my faith has to reach to that. So eventually, we had some invoices from India. Just then, the one from Germany also came. Then I'm like, wow, the devil has set in now. Because if we make a mistake now, and there's a mistake at the hospital, it's going to be difficult for us. We need to make the right decision. So I had to call my friends. Um, and Aunt We were a group, we prayed together. So they were praying. I told my head of department they were also praying. And then the family was praying, the teens chapel were praying. So eventually we said no, we'll go to India. We'll go to India. We won't go to Germany. Go to India. The price difference was very low, but we still want to go to India. So we had to apply for the visa. When we did it, because God was in it and that is what God has decided we do, the visa came back in just two days. And as soon as the visa came in, we, we, we tried to get our uh, plane tickets immediately, tried to put things quickly. People were always ready. It was so strange, you know, when the hand of God is in something, god makes it so easy that even all the tiredness that you feel they all get to go away and it was so easy we got everything even money was not an issue by then god had already made sure the money was in even how the money came in was surprising but it just came in just like that and that was a lot of dollars they were talking about so we got to the airport that day we were leaving (laughs) there was another issue at the airport (laughs) they will not let us go because they said my daughter is almost crippling and um, she can't go through the airports we need um, a certification from the airline so that day we had to be turned back we went home i said no it's work we called the agent he said okay i'm going to take off the health thing so that they will let you go We went there the next day, they started the same story. They will not let us go. We had done the booking already. And the arrangement in India has been done. But God, immediately uh, there was a guy there, one of the uh, Wayne guys, he said, there's a Qatar officer here, speak to him. This guy went to speak to the aviation people. They said, no, they will not let us go. So eventually, this guy was, the way he was working was strange. It was like, it was by force. He has to get us going that day. He went to meet, he he called um, their office in Doha. They said they should get a doctor from here, their doctor from Yahoo to um, check the situation. Mm -hmm. The doctor said, do we have our doctor's report here? I said, yes. It was sent to him. He read it and said, mother. Your daughter cannot go without an aid. She needs a wheelchair. She can't walk, but I'll do it. So he called Doha and told Doha, make arrangements for her so she could come. So immediately, aviation was told, Ghana Aviation was told that we have to go because arrangements have been made in Doha. And they agreed. Immediately, they brought (laughs) the wheelchair When we were wearing our things the guy said don't we wait because we had been told that We can't eat anything from India because we were new. So we were taking all the food stalls in Ghana with us (laughs) And they didn't wait they just pushed the things quickly. We went through the protocols and we got to India When we got there it was like some fast magic they were in a hurry to also take us to see the doctors and God really did it. All the doctors that took care of Asuda, to the glory of God, were all senior specialists. She was never given to anyone to try any joke. Her neuro was the chairman of the neurosurgery for that hospital. Same applied to her, radio, uh, her the uh, radio oncologist and even the medical oncologist. When we got there, things were difficult. In India, my husband says we will do a movie and <laughs> say India 1, India 2. <laughs> India had so many things for us. We went through so much, but we went to see the doctors. They then had to do the diagnosis. A surgery was arranged. And then I asked the doctor over there, would my daughter lose the limbs? The doctor said, if you look at it, that is how it looks like, but we will do something. And I was happy. I had to pray. I called every time I called the people in Ghana. I said, I can feel your prayer, but keep praying. Keep praying. And people were praying. So when we got there, they told us we are going to remove everything, but we will leave something small because when we touch that one, it will touch her limbs. I said, okay. But we will clear all those things when we are done. I said okay. So they did this. on the day of the surgery, we went through the surgery. And then I was told to go and sit at a waiting room. The surgery was supposed to be eight hours. We were there in the waiting room. When I got to the waiting room, I said, What's the point? why am i going to wait i won't wait i'm going home to pray and when i finish i will sleep and tell the devil that you have lost i got home immediately i just showered I, i i ate something and then i started praying i prayed for a while then i slept in fact i slept throughout it was a good sleep I didn't have to think of anything. I slept. Then just around three, days, the surgery was supposed to end around 5:30. It started in the morning. And then they called me around three and said, Madam, the agent said, Madam, the surgery is over. But you can't come to the hospital. I said, Why? He said, Well, she's in the ICU and you will not be allowed there. I said, No, I am coming. I just want to walk around the hospital and feel my daughter is alive. So I'm coming. So I came. And we joined him. And then once we got to the ICU, I wanted to stand at the window to see if I could see her. But the windows, the way they've done it, there were blinds all over, so you can't see. Then a doctor walked out and came and said, Are you Michelle's, mom? He said, Michelle. Yes, yes, I'm Michelle's, mom. Then they said, come, come. The way he said, come, immediately I got scared. I said, devil, you are lying. You have lost the battle. So I asked him, what's the issue? He said, ah, we want you to come in so your daughter can see you and see if he can recognize you. I said, okay, let's go. So whilst we were going I asked him, is there surgery successful? Very, very successful, ma- madam. Come with me. So we went... <laughs> and then when we go there He said Call her and see if she'll respond I said okay So I called her that ah, She said yes mommy As soon as she said yes mommy I almost felt like yelling and screaming in the whole ICU It was a very big ICU There were other patients there So you can't just yell <laughs> But I wanted to shout thank you God Because we made it And thank God I asked her, I said, can you move your hand? She said, yes. And she tried to do it. Can you move your legs? She said, yes, try to let it. Then the doctor said, your daughter, she's so strong. She-. that is what God can do. You know, when God has aligned the way for you, and you walk in the way, he makes things So easy for you that you don't need to be thinking now for the devil to be playing around your mind. So we got there. We they told me tomorrow we taking her to the ward. She's too strong. I said okay. So the next day when I got there, they were even laughing. I said, "Mommy, why didn't you bring flowers?" I said, "Ah, but you wouldn't have to bring flowers, and you didn't say it. I didn't have flowers, dear. Let's go and let me meet my daughter." So we got there, and there she was. She was healed and hearty. The only thing was that her voice was down because there were so many things that had to come with the surgery. They They explained all to me. They had to block some things and all that. But the good news was that Asada made it, and she came. And they said... This thing happening to your daughter is quite strange because we've taken some samples, we want to test, we want to continue to see our next line of action. I said, okay, let's go. Then, this six days I was supposed to meet them, when I went, I was full of hope because I had already planned in my head what I want to hear. And I felt that was what I was going to hear. Only for me to get there for them to say something different. At that moment, when I heard, they said, Oh, she's down with the sickness. And we have to treat it. Or else within it will within six months it will be a different story for you. Immediately, I called Mr. Doe. I called uh, Uncle Sir. And I said, I will not lose out. Because the Lord has done it. It was beautiful. I will not lose out. We are going to make it again. And you know the good thing? Children, learn the word of God and let it guide you wherever you go. I was glad when I was hearing her share the scriptures. Because that was my strength and my support when we got there when children know they are in that state they will cry every time they will be down and you the mother you can't stand but anytime we had to see the doctor they will ask her won't you ask us questions about what is happening to you she said no I don't want to hear so when we go home I'll ask her, why don't you want to hear? You have to know so that you know how she said, no. I don't want to hear negative things. I want to keep my spirit. So, all around, we had to start chemo, we had to do radiation, we had to do... So, the whole thing was almost about a year. They told me we are going to spend a year. Now, we have to sit down and think about how we are going to make it in fact i have to say i haven't been able to say but i would say aunt mercy that's my sister-in-law i want to say a big thank you to her because at that point they said madam you have to stay so you can do it i said no i'm coming to ghana they can do it in ghana i'm coming i don't want to stay and she keeps insisting jackie stay stay we are going to support stay don't come let her get better then you come you know that's how the devil works then the devil will tell you oh, don't mind them go every time then eventually started telling me Easter there will be christmas programs for the children in church why do you want to stay you know that you are heading those things so stay so that at that point i'm like hey yes that's good knowledge from god but it was the devil he was lying to me he wanted me to make the wrong decision but I got to know that it was the wrong decision I would have taken at the latter part of her treatment. When we even needed just an, on, an oncologist here to acknowledge that they are going to continue the treatment for my daughter so that we will come down to Ghana. So we contacted, common phone number so that the doctors can even talk to them. It was never given. Then I told myself, if I had brought my daughter to Ghana, I would have wasted her life. But that is what God does. Children. At that point, every time I heard, she has music in her ear, she won't even listen to the things I'm saying. She was constantly praising and worshiping God. Sometimes she used to teach me some of the songs. Because sometimes when I see, I go and hide in the room. And I cry. I don't want her to see it. But she was encouraged in the Lord. Why should I be the one to be wallowing in sorrow? She was always happy. So, if you don't know the word of God to tell you that negative things will not break you down because the Lord has made you what you are, you will lose out. Don't think we are joking here. I keep telling the children down there. When you go home, you won't read the scriptures. You close the Bible till Sunday. When you come here and they are preaching, you are doing WhatsApp. How will you learn? If you don't feed your soul and you don't feed your mind, you go through such a terrible situation, you will lose out. It's not just the death, but what you will go through before you die. It's a problem. Making a decision is not entirely yours. Your creator who made you is part of that decision. Because he knows you in and out. I'm here today to tell you that if it were not for God, this disease would have killed my daughter. But the good part of it all is that after all the struggles in India, sometimes I had to quarrel with the doctor. You know, because he's making a decision I don't want to adhere to. You know, we went through it all, and then eventually they said we had to do a PET scan to confirm if the treatment we are going through was okay. But you know, all the prayers you were praying were feeding us because I could feel it. There were days, don't think that it was joyful for me. There were days I go down. I remember a day I went down totally and i was just weeping within me then this scripture i read to you i went to the phone and i was checking on status and i saw a lawyer friend of mine and he posted this um, um, scripture and then there was a song um i not remember the song immediately those two things calmed me down it was like have you seen a violent storm like the sea? The way the waves were coming. It was so violent. I was being tormented. But everything calmed down like ice water. Some ice water had been poured on me. Immediately, I calmed down with this scripture I read. And I knew that God was in to save my daughter. At the end of the day, we did our last, our pet scan. When we did, and we came back, and I showed the results to the doctor. The doctor couldn't even believe it himself. They said they were here for cure. But when the reports came, he couldn't believe it. He went around, trying to go around with the reports to other doctors to find out what is happening, to make sure everything was clean. Because he told me, if your results come and it's not very clean, I'll not let you go. You have to stay and finish everything. So when we came back and he saw the clean Mm results, he was surprised. Everything had just vanished. Mm -hmm. Just like that. Mm -hmm. There's no trace of whatever tumor, whatever thing they were talking about. There was no trace. Then he said, Madam, you know what? Let's just do two more and finish it. So eventually we did it. And then when we did it, we came back home. My daughter could walk right after they said We had to do physio and things to rehabilitate her because her nerves had been down and she couldn't walk. She was walking. At a point she walked and she said, I'm tired. But later, now she's walking, she's hopping, she can jump, she can do <laughs> <laughs> everything. Because the Lord has done it. So, I will not stand here today to weep. I will not stand here to cry. Sometimes when you remember the experience, like um, uh, Uncle Bijou said, when you have the experience, the things that happen to you, you can share everything, but the experience you can't. They are with you. So when you're talking, those experiences, they inform your emotions to cry. But today... I will never cry over my daughter because we have won the victory. The Lord has done. We are fine. We have done. We have gone for our reviews. We went back to India. In fact, the doctor said this thing. You had to do that every four months, madam. Every four months, you had to come to India. I said no. We can't come four months. Do it six months. I don't care if you want to come. That's your own problem. I said okay. So we went there. We did the PET scan again. When we went, everything was fine. And that was the only day I saw that doctor laughing. <laughs> he was smiling. He was so happy. He had to call one of the doctors who treated her in the UK to inform her that your girl is fine. Everything is perfect now. So instead of going four months every time where well, we have to spend money, when we are, we are flying out and going to do those reviews. It's not small money. Now he says, look, the trend shows that you can do a year. Come in one year. So the Lord has saved our money too. We don't need to spend money every four months to go. Now we are doing just a year, and I know that it will get to a time they will tell me, you are finally off. The Lord has done it. And he has done it, and we are happy. And today, we will not cry, we will not weep, because we made it. We made it and we made it. The Lord has done it. This is just to encourage you that nothing can break you down when the Lord has said,
5: Answer to it you know safety we're gonna sing this at the center of it all. it's you that I Than the greatest, you are bigger. You are higher. You are greater. Say you are bigger. You are strong. Father, you are higher. You are higher, higher than the You are greater. It's a declaration. You are bigger. It's your celebration, song. strong. Father, you are higher. You are greater. Some of these some of these songs they don't have meaning we are short of words. our our songs are finished and all we can sing is in the spirit so some of these songs you don't sing and just be standing there i see some people have folded their hands oh my god shake that person shake shake that person Yeshua. I Lion of Judah. I go near Tempa. Oh, lift your hands. Wave it. Yeshua. i Lion of Judah. I go near Tempa. He's all over this place. Lift your hands everywhere. Anyway. Raise your hands everywhere. And we worship you, Lord. And we bless you name. And we bless your name. And we worship you. Your spirit is in this place, Lord. We say, have your way, Lord. Lord. Receive our song. Receive our praise, Lord. Receive it now. Open your mouth, begin to speak in the spirit. Begin to speak in the language of the spirit. But I don't know, no We cannot cease thanking you, Lord. We give you glory. We worship. Just raise your two hands with me for the next one minute. As I hand over to Uncle, just lift those two hands. You are Alpha and We
6: were.
5: with your hands raised to him you are alpha and omega we Come on, give Jesus your loudest celebration! Yeah! Somebody scream! Yeah! Jump and celebrate! Listen, listen, listen! When, when you, when you jump and scream! Of sickness in your fiber begin to disappear.
0: Can somebody close your eyes. In the next one minute, I want to do what the Lord led about how to do yesterday and this morning. If you are here and you have any chronic disease, the doctors call it chronic or you call it chronic, or you have received any bad report, I don't want to give it a name, but the doctors have told you some things about your health this morning we want to believe the report of the Lord. In the next one minute, if you are in any of these two categories, I want you to lift your hand as I pray a prayer of faith over your life right now. Father, in this atmosphere of thanksgiving, Lord, whenever we lift you up, your word says you descend upon our praise. You manifest yourself. The doctors have said but we choose to believe your word, Jehovah Rapha, God, our healer. We choose to believe your word. The blood that is shed on Calvary's cross, we activate it right now in the name of Jesus. Every so called chronic disease, every bad report from any doctor about any organ be it the lungs, be it the kidneys, be prostrate be it cancer, be it whatever, we lift up the name of Jesus above any of this. And I speak healing over your life in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. Clap unto the Lord and be joyful and give you praise. It's worthy. It's worthy. Your miracle is about coming. Your miracles are about coming. It will not just be one miracle. It will not be two miracles, but it will be a life of miracles. Because God is the wonder-working God. He's the God of the miracles. He's a supernatural God. Your academic life will be different. Your spiritual life will be different. Your parents' life will be different. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said today, the parents will wait for us. We still have a, a few things that I want us to do. Um, see, we've heard Asida, we've heard the mom, we sing Gifty, but the dad has been hiding. Uncle, Uncle Dad, please come up. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, this Asida's dad, Uncle Maxwell Edu, he's always quite busy with Ashing downstairs. Please take a seat for a moment. Okay. On behalf of the family, they came up with a Thanksgiving offering. So I'm doing it on his behalf. Ankomasur, thank you very much. God bless you. Okay. Now, uh Ashes, can I please pass the basket around while we take our second offering? And want to remind you about our camp fee. If you have your monies ready, please pay to the cash team. Auntie Defina. Auntie Defina, why are you? That's Auntie Defina. So if you brought your money, please pay to Auntie Defina. And those of you who have already paid and haven't collected your receipts, please see Auntie Delphina and collect your receipts. Okay. So, we'll be cutting the cake and popping champagne and having some fun. I said today that our parents will wait for us. Every day we have been waiting for it. Today the parents will wait for us. So, I'll call upon the family to come up and um If are paying this and you have to join them. Yes, sir. Gifty, we have missed you. Oh, please come up. You are come to cut the cake. And of course, they can't cut it alone. So I'll invite one or two facilitators Auntie Frida, Auntie Jifa, please join us. Uncle George, can you please join us? And let's cut this cake as a family. And can we have some of the teens also join us? Uh, where's Gwenny? Gwenny, where are you? Oh, they're they are busy? Okay. Um, where's Esther? Esther, madam. You frightened us yesterday. Please join us. Oh, us in front. <laughs> That's what some of us can stand in the way. Where's Palmer? Palmer. Palmer, please join us. Yes. Oh, happy business. She, she was the first year. She was here before you left her house. So um mommy you lead us in uh, cutting the cake uh, oh daddy you can't be far you are tall but please come forward yes yes. so we cut in rejoicing in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit may this cake cause us to walk in the miracles. may the testimony of Asida be our testimony may the joy of Asida and the family be our joy We rejoice with you and we expect more miracles in the name of Jesus. Amen. share the grace and then the party continues. When your parents get tired and they get angry and they start calling and then you can go home. Shall we share the grace together? May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit with us all now and always. Amen. Have a fantastic week. Uncle David, please help them. They are struggling, so help them with some music. Why you
6: lord oh.